Welcome to episode 139 of the Startup Show. Today we are here in Zurich. I'm very excited to meet with the CEO and co-founder, Adrian Walker from Bodafair. And we are talking about how to make the switch from investment and venture capital side to startups. We talk about Bodafair and everything that about boats and yachts around the world. But we also talk the importance of being true to yourself and being authentic. Make sure to stay tuned for the entire show. Welcome to episode 139 of the Startup Show. Today we are here in Zurich and I'm very excited to talk to the CEO and co-founder of Bodafair, Adrian Walker. Welcome to the show. Cedric, thank you so much for having me. It's a it, pleasure. It's such a pleasure to have you. I'm really excited about you and to get to know you a little bit better and to get to know your startup a little bit better. And maybe give um, you know my audience, as usual on the Startup Show, to get the investors hooked onto you, who you are as a person, yeah. and a little bit of background um, of your uh, life. Thank you so much, yeah, gladly. Um, hello guys, I am Adrian. I'm uh, from Switzerland, uh, half Swiss but half British, however. Um, so I've got a bit of an international background. But I grew up in Switzerland, went through the uh, schooling system here. Originally, uh, as many people do in, in, in Switzerland, yeah, I studied economics and finance uh, and you know, started on that traditional path. Um, I then went on to work for a big four company in Switzerland and qualified as a chartered accountant uh, many years ago now, yeah? <laughs> Around 2011, that was. Yeah. Um, but very sort of soon I, I started to notice um, there's more out there that I want to do. Um, I had been traveling a lot. I have lived in Mexico. I lived in Barcelona for over a year. I worked in many industries off the record as well in hotels and travel agencies. So I knew there's, there's more to the world, really, and I wanted to explore. I was always very, very curious. So mm -hmm. very soon after I qualified as a chartered accountant, I quit that path and I, I sort of ventured out and I went to London. So in London, I got in touch with a lot of startups. I did a lot of traveling as well. I also did an MBA, that's in 2013. And there I got in touch with a lot of startups and I just got inspired by, by how many people have so many awesome ideas. And that sort of led me to, to believe that, you know, that's something I want to do as well. Mm -hmm. That's really where I could combine the creative streak, um, the curiosity with something meaningful in life. That's, that's how I started with uh, entrepreneurship really back, back sure. in London. About myself, as I, I told you, I am from Switzerland originally, <laughs> yes. right? I love my mountains. I, I, I love to go mountain biking and skiing. And of course, I love boating. Yeah, I've been on motorboats and sailing boats for over 20 years now. Um, and what I love about that is just being offline. I really cherish the fact you can take your friends, you can take your family, you go out on the water and you get to disconnect in a very authentic manner yeah. because you have to. There's no way you can connect sure. to society on the water. I'm really about a balance as well. It's important <laughs> to be connected. Yes. Yeah, I love technology, but I know that I have to go offline every so often to, re to, to recharge, right. like whatever you have to recharge yeah, batteries. Sure. I mean, like, you know, as usual, we, we do some kind of like background check. We ask some of your friends of our LinkedIn connections, like right. what, what they yeah. have to say about you. And like one of the key questions that came actually in two, from two different people is, 
you were um, before like more on the investment side, yeah, and then you switched kind of like on the entrepreneurship side. Now, question number one is like, what is it that taught you um, on the investment side that, that you brought into entrepreneurship, specifically, let's say, during the fundraising process? Of course, um, I was on the other side, yeah, in venture capital. So I know what annoyed me when they pitched to us. I sort of developed a little bit of a feeling what you shouldn't say, what you should say. There's no right or wrong, <laughs> yeah? And I don't get it right all the time yes. either, yeah? Um, Nobody does, probably. But I reviewed a lot of pitch decks. Um, we saw a lot of financials. We are hoping that we can sort of take that information, what we saw was a bit off, and you know, take it, take it to, into account take the for, learnings, hours, yes. for our startup <laughs> and apply that when we talk to potential investors. But, but I really want to make that point. That's really important. For me, it's not that financial aspect from our venture capital journey that really helps us a lot now. Rather, it's this um, human, the human aspect that we really got to talk to many entrepreneurs, many founders. We got to listen to their stories as part of the venture capital, my venture capital yes. journey. Yeah? Yeah. And that's something that gave me a lot. That's something I still you know, reflect yes. on and try to you know, realize, okay, how did they do it? That was a bit off, so how could we do it? So it's, it's always about the human, it's yeah. always about the stories behind the founders, um, and that's something that gave me a lot. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I totally agree. To I mean, like, I, I do that, like, you know, episode 139, so, like, I totally agree yeah. with, the, with the stories. You know, we're here to talk about also your startup, and uh, so maybe give yeah. my audience a short pitch about both affairs so we, we all are on the same boat, I guess, not even page, you know, on the same boat. <laughs> We're all in the, in, the, in the same boat, yes. yeah. literally and proverbially. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Boat Affair, we're a boutique boat and experience sharing company. Our aim is to enable everybody to have a true and authentic experience on the water. That's true for boat owners who can sign up to our platform and share their boat in an authentic manner. We yeah. have uh, communication, communication mechanisms, they get to talk to the other parties before they accept guests on the boat. But we also want to bring transparency to the charter market, yeah? We've had many transactions, dozens of transactions this summer where boat renters approach us and say, we want a more authentic and a more flexible solution for chartering a boat, so we provide that. We have handpicked and selected partners in over 40 countries that provide yeah. quality boats for us and for our clients. And what's special about Boat Affair is that in most cases, we are able to provide boats for a flexible amount of days. So not only would you be able to say we have a classic charter from Saturday to Saturday, yeah. we can actually tell our clients if you want the boat for three days only, from Tuesday to Friday, we can do that because we have handpicked our partners that will provide that. Yeah. And that's a gap in the market we identified that the classic charter market is always weekly charters and clients are getting fed up with that. Yeah. And we're also an experienced company in that we, as the first company ever, we enable our boat owners to list their experiences, to list what they offer and to display what they offer on their boat on a dedicated page, in a dedicated space, which is called our experience page. Mm -hmm. So with us, with, we've got over 40 categories. You can get married on the boat, you can go cave diving, you can have romantic getaways, and you can have team building events. Yeah. That's, that's sought after, we've got many requests for that. We've got corporates approaching us who, who tell us, look, you've got fantastic yachts in Croatia, we wanna perhaps book that, because we have a team building event, 
they're going to book a yacht and go offline, it's that offline element, where they're going to retreat workshops. Mm -hmm. We've had a couple of rentals already. One of our favorite rentals was in Greece in May, yes. where, where a company from London will book their, their yacht with us mm -hmm. and do workshops on the, um, on the catamaran for seven days offline. Right. That's so cool. I mean, like, where, where do you stand, let's say, you know, when you look at the process of your startup, like what is it, this current development stage of the platform and funding stage? Yeah, so we've had a seed round in December last year, and we are now very close to um, closing another seed round, which I do not want to announce yet. I don't yeah. want to give any figures, obviously, but we're practically there, so very happy about that. Yeah. We achieved that, I believe, because we were true to our approach, and I mean the following. I mean, we didn't want to fake it until we make it, yes. in that we really handpick our boats, and we are certainly not the boating platform with the most boats. And that's on purpose, because we want to ensure a continued and secure growth, mm -hmm. controlled growth right. of the platform. And by doing that, we attracted renters. We attracted now many very cool reviews on Trustpilot for everybody to see. Yacht managers and yacht owners are happy. The boat and uh, yacht renters are happy. We've grown from two to nine team members within a year, and that attracts people right. who want to invest in a controlled marketplace that focuses on quality and not the quantity. So that's the status at the moment. I mean, we've, we've only been live for 15 months now, and considering that, we're elated. We're really happy about yep. the number of transactions, the feedback, the reviews online for everybody to see and that we're now about to close another funding round. Sure. I mean, like for everybody who gets started, you know, one of the key issues when building, let's say, a platform marketplace um, is, is the chicken and egg. You know, where do you start? Um, what is it, let's say, that, you know, were your first steps and how do you now continuously grow both sides of, of the equation? We start, we definitely decided to start with the supply side of things. I remember going to the Dusseldorf boat show one and a half years ago, yes. January 2017, and we didn't have a website yet, and I didn't have a <laughs> business card yet, and that was the most authentic experience yes. ever. Because I went there on my own, it was just me and my co-founder, Natalia, my wife, but we believed in the project so badly that I traveled to Düsseldorf and I convinced yacht managers and boat owners to give me their business card and they are listed on our platform now. They agreed wow. to list with us even though we weren't live. And I did that by saying that we are different from the others yes. in that we don't care about the number of the boats, we care about quality of the boats and we established this personal relationship with the yacht managers and many boat owners then told me, oh wow, you are actually here talking to me. Many people just send us emails and then disappear, but you have this authentic personal approach. So we definitely started with the supply side. Yes. Um, and then with very few boats, we went live. Beginning of July 2017, we went live with about 30 to 40 boats. Yeah? Yeah. And then we started to advertise those. We started to talk to friends and family. And then a friend of ours actually rented a yacht. That was our first review. That was in Cyprus. Before we went live, he went on a boat, actually. <laughs> and then it's important to have word of mouth. Then people have to start talking. The boat owners who get this, this like, let's call it this personal like, interaction with you. They start talking about your brand. They convince other boat owners to join. Your first few renters start talking about you, mainly offline, I mean, word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And you get this 
small little herd of people, which is the most important group right. ever. The first 10 people, they have to love you. If they love you, if they have that fantastic interaction with you, yeah. they'll start talking about you. And they will, we call them our like, natural ambassadors. Mm -hmm. They'll just love the brand for the experience they have with their family. So it, it started with the supply side, to come back to your question, and then definitely you have to grow the demand side afterwards as well, simultaneously. Um, with a small lag of two to three months, I would say we started, obviously. You have to push it out on social media. We pushed it out through our, um, where we did our MBA, Imperial College London. We started to push it out with partnerships. With, we've got uh, private member clubs in, in London who partnered up with us. We've got a few agents in America who bring us high net worth individuals because they know we, we've got quality boats. And then it's just, you create this momentum and A, you hope for the best, but then B, if you actually believe in it and you, you, we believe in this energy, if you portray this energy to, you know, in front of everybody you talk to, you will get the word out there and then and it travels. And now it's growing and we've got uh, sign-ups every day and we've got five to ten um, renters to sign up every day. We've got two to three rental requests every day at the moment. In Europe, of course, it's the season. We are now concentrating on other areas as well, obviously, supply side-wise, so we can cover that once summer is over here. But we're really happy with the traction. We would not have thought that 15 months ago. Sure. So we're really happy. Um, uh, I'm always inspired by, you know, that these people who really actually do the legwork and, like, you know, yeah. going around talking to people, I think that's really inspiring. And, you know, it's, it's it shows, it shows that that's what you basically need. You know, all the digital and everything, bottom line is, you know, legwork still yeah. helps. I, I, yeah, I, I love what you said there, because we love our Instagram, we love our LinkedIn, our posts regularly on LinkedIn. But what I love the most, and what I think is the most valuable, is if people see your face, if they see you, you are the brand, and you get to answer their questions. They have to be able to see the brand in person. Because after all, we are humans, and we yeah. built a platform, you know, we always say from humans or by humans for humans, yeah? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's humans. You have to have a fantastic time and authentic experience. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, one of the things that like really inspired me about your case is um, being here in Switzerland, one of the key things I always see is like, uh, sometimes people don't think big enough, you know, like they think of like Switzerland only as a test market, maybe even the only market they're trying to target. But in your case, yeah. you don't have even the option to think of the Lake of Zurich only, because it's just, the market is way too small. Now, my question to you is, how did you go about this thinking, um, let's say, on a global scale from day one? Well, one thing I have to say is that the, uh, the fact that I have traveled a lot, I speak five languages, my wife is British, my dad is British, yeah. um, it was sort of natural to think global right away. We had the idea in France on our motorboat, after all, not in Switzerland. <laughs> but we live in Switzerland, and we, of course, we see the value of the, uh, the Swiss landscape to register and found the company. But it was sort of natural from the very get-go to think global. There is, in our opinion, it's very difficult, if not impossible, to grow a marketplace that just deals with the Swiss market. You have your limitations yes. in that we are so and so many people in Switzerland. The other fact was, and that's, that's a bit of a simple fact, um, was the, the weather. It was a very simple thought process we had. And we thought, apart from the fact that we need more people, we need to scale this baby at some point in a few years, and we need to scale it. But the other factor was the weather. If I start a boating company just in Switzerland, and you tell me how many days of the year can you actually go out on a boat? What? 25? 
days a year, perhaps Maybe. 30 Maybe. if you're lucky. Okay, this summer perhaps 60. <laughs> this is a very good hot summer. This year I'd have been wrong. But still, it's limited to three months a year. Yes. So we had to diversify weather-wise, if you want to say that, right from the beginning. So I think our very first boats we listed were in Greece, because mm -hmm. the thought process was there, you can go out on a boat from the beginning of April until the end of October. Mm -hmm. That's many months. Bam. And then it just sort of followed. And then on Instagram, Instagram is awesome, by the way. On Instagram, you search for hashtags, <laughs> hashtag boat owners, US, and you find boat owners and yacht managers in Miami. And, wow. and some of them are listed now on our platform. And uh, to answer your question, we saw the need to go global. And to be honest, I think our international background and many languages and our international network, yep. of course, helped us there to think big sure. right from the beginning. Yeah. So when you look, let's say, I know it's a long time away from now, but let's say you look down five to ten years. Um, sure. Bodefer grew nicely. What is the vision? What should it look like in your best dreams? We are all about building an awesome community with shared values. And our dream and our ultimate goal is to have a global community where boat owners can go to to meet other boat owners. Yeah, We've got this boat swapping community, yep. which is a first-in-class community. It doesn't exist on this planet yet. We're the first company to do that. We've got boats from over 10 countries now. It works as follows. You register as a boat owner. You do not rent out your boat, but you get to exchange your boat with yep. other boat owners from other countries, which ex essentially eliminates the rental costs because somebody from Europe can go to Brazil, try out a boat for a day, free of charge. Yeah. That boat owner comes here. Yeah. Of course, you talk to each other yeah. and you come to Switzerland and try to vote free of charge as well. Why do I explain this? I really want to make the point that we are really about creating a community with shared values. You know, we mm -hmm. love the water, everybody loves to exchange stories, sailing stories, what went wrong, what went fine, we want yes. to learn from each other. We want to have this community in five to ten years where we're automatically the go-to platform for all things sailing, motorboating, to exchange ideas, stories and boats. Mm -hmm. And on the yacht rental side, we want to become the global go-to platform for people who value quality transactions, who seek this authentic um, yacht and authentic yacht managers and boat owners around those yachts so that they know they come to Boat Affair, it's a given, you will have an authentic and a quality experience. So to wrap up the first part of our interview, um, sure. my key question is always like, how do you perceive um, the Swiss and the local startup ecosystem and, and how it maybe helps you to develop your startup here? It's definitely growing, yeah? It's growing everywhere in Switzerland. Yeah. I see in every big or bigger city, uh, you see these startup hubs emerging, shared office spaces. This is uh, being promoted more and more. So I see that many, many people are doing it. Um, I've got many colleagues who are starting up as well. Um, I think what's great about Switzerland is the fact that we have a few umbrella organizations mm -hmm. where you can turn to, where you can, you know, you can ask your questions, you can turn to the organizations we've got, and you know where to go. And I think you feel, you feel at home. So you right. feel that you can turn to them with your challenges. Um, I still see, I don't mean to be critical, but perhaps I can say this, that um, of course I can compare to the startup ecosystem in London. Yep. I just spent a bit of time in San Francisco as well in June. I went to the Silicon Valley. I was in the, uh, around the Bay Area as well. It's still a bit of a different mentality in that when you're in uh, California or London, there you've got this in or out mentality, or rather let's yes. call it the all-in mentality. 
and you'd rather fail fast, try it out, try something new. And in Switzerland, I still see a lot of people starting up that they won't quit their day job, so they do it as a side project, give it their <laughs> all, and then let's see what happens. And that's a difference I can see. Now, do not mean this in a demeaning manner at all. Sure. It's just something I've observed, and I find that interesting. But I bet this is changing as well in Switzerland, because it has to, because society is shifting. Compared today to 30 years ago, it's no longer certain that you have a 40-year career. Yeah, things are shifting. It's, you've got dig digital technologies, you're online, you have to adapt so people will start up more and more mm -hmm. independently. What are some tips for balancing work and life? I sometimes struggle with that. I think you always have to ask yourself on a regular basis what is really important to you in life. For me that's my family, number one, my wife, my son. We take time out on a regular basis. We go for hikes, we go for walks. On the boats. We go, when I'm in France, I take my boat out. I just returned from France, took it out 15 times. If it's over 30 seconds now, it's your fault. Yes. <laughs> we talk about it a lot, that's the key. My yes. wife and I, my co-founder and I, we talk about it a lot for the necessity to go offline, to create your us space, my me space, so recharge your batteries. That's the key to realize that. The most important character in an entrepreneur is? I think you have to be able to take and no, you have to have a thick skin and you have to really be prepared to take a lot of criticism. You have to be prepared for the fact that people will give you recommendations, even if they're not uh, wanted, really. <laughs> they're not sought, yeah? And you have to learn to deal with that, yeah? You have to be able to go to bed at night and switch off. And you will always have to be aware that there are people who don't like what you're doing. Deal with it, develop your thick skin on that journey. That's a very important trait in entrepreneurship. So resilience. Resilience, Resilience, ability to switch off. Right. Coming back to the other question, ability right. to realize what's really important. Yeah. Perspective. What traits do you look for when you hire? I look for somebody who has a great deal of creativity, who's flexible, and I look for attitude. You can teach people a lot. You can teach people how to use our platform. You can teach people what the sharing economy is, how a boat works but you cannot teach attitude and flexibility. I need somebody who joins Boat Affair, who's willing to answer the phone on Sunday, Sunday afternoon. If they want to take a Friday off, take a Friday off. But I need to see the output, the results, yes. and for that I need attitude. Now, That's difficult to a, find. A small side question, I'll give you another 20 seconds for that. Thank you so much. <laughs> How do you check the attitude in an interview? That's the most difficult thing to do. <laughs> it really is, I'll admit it. Um, we have got it wrong a lot, I'll admit that as well. Yeah. We've got it right as well, Yes. we've got it wrong <laughs> as well, I'll admit that. You can ask specific questions. Over time, over the months, when you've uh, interviewed so and so many people, you develop like a feeling for what to ask. And you can ask, of course, okay, I'll call you Sunday afternoon, would you answer? Let's see what they say. Yes. They'll always say yes, yes, but you can see from the body language if it's a genuine yes or not. Yes. And even if it's genuine, you still have to see it on, on the oh, job then right. afterwards. Sure. So trial, <laughs> basically. Trial and develop that feeling for the right question in the interview. But right. It's not easy. What is your best selling strategy? To be authentic. I mm. tell a story. We tell a genuine story with Boat Affair. I'm a boat owner myself. I have pains, key pains with my boat. It's underutilized. I can go to a boat owner. I can go to a boat renter and I liaise with them because we have shared pain points. So I can be authentic. 
I tell my story and that's how I can win over people. So my key message here is build something that you believe in because you're solving your own pain point that enables you to be authentic. Right. Very good. So the last question is, who is your hero? My hero? Your, your role model in the startup ecosystem you look up to. In the startup ecosystem? Yes. And you can't say Elon Musk because he's taken already. Mm. <laughs> it's not no, my role model. So I, many times. I love, I love Elon Musk's rants on social media. Yes. I'm absolutely in love with that. Role model, that's a difficult question. I really love what Richard Branson is doing. Yes. Because he always says, you have to work hard, but it's really important to get enough sleep, go offline, and you know, have that perspective in that, realize what's important in life. Mm -hmm. Richard Branson, I think, he always looked after his family. He's in love with his family. He goes offline in the evenings for a certain amount of time. I love that. That's what we're trying to do, and that's what I meant right. when I said lending perspective is important. Adrian, now it's your moment to leave a legacy for future... Um, a legacy. For the future, for your son, for everybody who will search for you on the internet and says, like, I want to get some advice from you, or they want to sit in your chair at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, maybe give us like a couple of sentences of like some key advice that you would give to, to the next generation. If you were to start up a company... Wherever you feel an expert. Right. Where mm. I feel an expert. Yes. Right, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I would really say, be true to yourself. Yeah, and, and I can really say that because I've been through many processes in life. I got stuck in finance a little bit and I had so many conversations with partners in the big four companies. Believe in what you feel, follow your gut feeling. Go out there and try what you want to do. So believe in yourself. And as I said before, you have to develop that thick skin because there will be people from your immediate environment, even your colleagues, there'll be people from your workspace in a big four who will challenge you and he will tell you but you're from Switzerland you already have everything you've ever wanted you've got three degrees what else do you want you have to find your own arguments within yourself mm -hmm. and then you have the key thing is to follow that gut feeling go out and do it and then I'm coming back to that thick skin yeah you have to sort of switch off from time to time and say no to all those naysayers. You can always give in to naysayers, but go out, <laughs> go out there and talk to people and surround yourself with people who are good for you in that they'll support you and give you constructive feedback. Not naysayers who just shoot you down, but go and talk to people who listen to you and who will give you constructive feedback. It can also be a, no, that's a crap idea there, but if they tell you why and you can learn from that, that's fantastic. Yes. So surround yourself with those people Create that ecosystem where you can turn to, to, to ask your challenging questions. Because you don't have to be alone in this journey. It's just a matter of finding those people. So that's my key message. Shout out to naysayers. Surround yourself with those constructive people who, who want to see what you're doing, who are curious and don't feel, let's call it jealousy, who want to yes. support you. That would be my key message for people who want to go out there and try it. Because right. you only live once, <laughs> so and you want to, you want to have tried it. You don't want to sit there at the age of 80 and go like, I wish I had. Right, absolutely. Adrian, thank you so much. Really inspiring talk. Thank you so much. I really so appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you very much, everybody who stayed all the way till the end. And I'll see you in the next one. Have a great day.